Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. It's time to revenge the fallen when we talk about the second Transformers movie for Transforme, a Normies Like Us podcast in disguise. Nice whaley. Yeah. I am directly below. What the F? Puzzle code in my head. Now it's on the walls. Everything is good. Beginning, middle, end. Facts, details, condense, plot, tell it. You heard it up top. Welcome back to Normies Like Us. And that's right. We are continuing in Transform A as we talk about (laughs) the sequel to Transformers. Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen. With not one host, but a combined host. That's right. We are combining together in a bigger, better, mightier Transforming host here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, I guess Decepticon again. Nice. I'll be Mike Flap, everyone's favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll be uh, uh, Jake Fire. I don't know. Jake Fire. Sure. Sure. You know, Jet Fire. I think there's one called Jet Fire, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the old guy. Probably my favorite transformer up to this point that we've met the old decepticon turned good apparently you know what weirdly i don't think that's a a terrible i mean why not you know i think he he has a distinct look which is more than we can say for almost any other robot in any and he's got a distinct personality that's not annoying like a lot of them and you know he's he sacrifices himself in the end he's he's a good guy he's an exposition bot but you know well, he's got a lot more going for him than many other robots. Right, uh, he's just a cranky old in this man. Film even you know, I can relate to that. Uh, yeah, look, totally. we'll talk about him as the character as we get going here. Jacob, you just picked—I kid you not—the most interesting Transformer in the history of Transformers wow. to pick as your favorite up to this point. Um, <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. It's 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 blown my mind. This is. A weird movie, the film we are here to talk about today. And again, Mm -hmm. we'll jump around with some more Transformers lore, toy info, animated series dump stuff as we did in our last episode. Normies, go back and listen. As you heard, continuing to do this for the rest of the month. We're going to keep talking the next Transform movies. Guys, first thoughts and impressions on this one. I got to say, a bad movie, a long movie, but to me... Kind of the most Transformers-y out of the other ones, I think. So, I'll, I'll argue that. But what did you think, Jacob? Well, it's definitely a very long movie. Uh, I have to agree with you there. Uh, it took me about three individual sittings to get through all of it. Um, <laughs> because I just I just couldn't hold my attention for more than 45 minutes at a time, really. But uh, there was fun parts of it. Uh, there's a lot of, like, stupid bullshit uh, the, you know, just like the first movie, but uh, like I think the first hour of this movie, you could condense that down to probably about 20 minutes. Um, you know, just let's get going. But it's I think it does start to pick up after about an hour. And I was into it for like for, from between an hour to two hours. And then the third act is just kind of <laughs> lost me again. But uh, <laughs> very long. Yeah. It had a window for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I haven't seen this since. The first and only time I've ever watched it. Um, it impressed me about as much as it did that first time. But I I did have some interesting takeaways. Uh, still not loving it. Um, but, you know, there's, there's some stuff here. And I think when we talk kind of the history of the production of this, uh, 
there's maybe reasons why some of this feels kind of patchwork mm. and we'll kind of explain that more in the next uh interesting segment. yeah mike this is the one it's not on tv you know when fx does these transformer marathons i swear to god sometimes they go transformers followed up by dark of the moon and i go no 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 there's there's one hmm. in between there i would agree with you this is maybe my second time seeing it since theaters uh joe our other lovable host is not here at the moment but jacob you talked about in the last episode knowing exactly where you were for that first Transformers right. episodes or movie. Such an event. You know, I, I said I was a senior in high school. Okay, yeah. You know, I could pinpoint it. Number two, I'm in college with Joe. We're wrapping up set, you know, where we're doing a student film. Um, it, it goes long. For some reason, he had gotten to see the movie already. It's the middle of the night we're wrapping. I'm literally just like, is it worth seeing? He's like, eh. And it kind of had leaked out that Optimus died. And I said, so does Optimus really die in it? And he said, do you want to know the ending? And I said, yeah, what's the ending? And he said, they kind of go to like Dr. Seuss Mountains. And there's like a bunch of puppets that talk to Shia LaBeouf. And I was like, oh. And a real sour taste was set up in my mouth to see this. And I think I ended up kind of not liking it uh, at the time. For gotcha. me... I, oh, yeah, I would say, so as much as I remembered about the first one, because of just the distinct time I saw it in this one, for some reason, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I don't know when I even saw it. I think I saw it at some point on DVD or TV, but I could not remember like a single thing that happened in this movie. So it was all kind of new to me. Like, I think the one thing I remembered is like Sam goes to college and there's some wacky shenanigans. That's like, okay, I remember that yes. and his parents going to college, which is like, you know, a whole thing. But other than that, I was like, nothing from this movie felt familiar. So it was, it was like seeing it for the first time, which was great. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I do remember where I was, you know, with, with most traumatic incidents in your life, you either bury them <laughs> or you course. remember them right. vividly, right? Uh, and I saw this at the Arclight in Hollywood and I was, it was almost sold out, right? Opening weekend and I ended up being front row, far right. So trying to watch this movie where you're literally having to turn your head to track the action doesn't help with uh, kind of the, how incoherent. There's so many robots yeah. in it. And none of them are too distinct, especially in that climax yet, we'll get into. it. So, it's hard to follow already. Yeah. And then it's even worse by how I And there's saw a bunch it. of robots, but yet none of the ones that you really care about, right? Like the most, like no. there's Bumblebee's <laughs> there, but he doesn't talk. You know, he just uses radio. Yeah, Optimus like, Prime dies. Yeah, we'll get um, there. But we know Spoiler, from the yeah. formula <laughs> of the first movie, Jacob, that they're barely going to cut to the Transformers anyways. So if I had dipped into this movie halfway through, I'd be like, man, they just haven't cut to Optimus in a while. You know, there would be no difference to if he was dead or not. And as yeah. we'll learn, there literally is no difference. And if you haven't seen this movie that's, what, 10 years old? 12 yeah, years old, almost. Yeah. After that. 2009. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... I consider this um, the because I, I could not discern anything after the first movie where they land, you know, and I haven't seen all of them. But now after seeing it again, I just will call this one the Egypt one. Yeah. Because I remember the pyramid sure. sequence from the theaters. And but it's the like, first okay, one had a Egypt bunch one. of like That's the desert fight action stuff too. So but not Egypt. <laughs> but yeah, not the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. We said in the last one even, maybe there was finally the criticism of, oh, is it too much 9-11 imagery destroying these cities? These ones, they're like, go to an empty field. It does not right. matter. You don't 
have Go to be to around woods. anybody. Um, yeah, right. I think in my mind, I just uh, mix this one and the third movie up a lot. Like, I confuse those two. Yes. Uh, I think this one is the the one with Megan Fox, and then the next one is the one that doesn't have Megan Fox. Without <laughs> Megan Fox. So that's how I decide. But right. Jacob, for 10 minutes into this one, I kept saying, God, Leonard Nimoy has to show up here as the bad guy pretty soon. No, that is <laughs> that's the, the third, third one. Yeah. This one, The Fallen, yeah. voiced by Tony Todd, right? Who, uh, yes. Great Star Trek uh, guest actor. He played three different roles in, in different Star Treks, and uh, he's great. Also, Candyman. Maybe yeah, we'll so. see Candyman eventually and maybe do yeah. an episode on it. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, they do go to the pyramids in this one. Uh, that it's the same time. I'm starting to think that maybe these entire franchise could be a pyramid scheme designed to take all of our money. So um, how about let's just jump right into it and start talking Please. the second of the Transformers movies as we talk Revenge of the Fallen. Let's roll. I'm, I'm Optimus Prime. I'm not going to say my famous catchphrase, Autobots roll out. I'm going to yell out after I come back to life, let's roll. And then fly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so he, Optimus Prime literally says, let's roll, not roll out, as Colin pointed out. And he's a plane, so he doesn't roll anywhere. Right. He flies. You can say, let's fly. Right. Or and this is after my favorite guy, uh, Jetfire, sacrifices himself, right? Gives him the parts that he needs yes, to make yes. himself super, uh, super prime. Su- super prime. Optimus Prime. Rib, yeah. I think, as it were. But um, so... You know, not the greatest writing of that line. And I think a lot of this movie kind of talking about the production and when this was made can be tied to the writing or lack thereof because this is during the time of the mm, big writer's strike in Hollywood. So there wasn't a script for this, like famously. Like they had story right. beats and like main kind of key moments. So Michael Bay is kind of just making this movie off of key story beats, which is why it feels like... All right, yeah, at some point, you know, Sam Witwicky is going to have these visions and that's going to tie into XYZ yeah. and th- they couldn't figure it all out. And that's why this one does feel so disjointed. With that being said, I thought this was terrible yeah. from a structural <laughs> well, standpoint. <laughs> and if the excuse is they didn't have a writer and the next ones don't improve, then they really have yes, no ground to stand that's on. That's interesting you know? that... <laughs> so there's a little bit of a scapegoat yeah, for this one, I'll say the, at least. It's interesting you say that, Mike, because... I felt like a lot of the scenes in here, they just felt like improvised, like even the lines of dialogue where it's like the comedy, like over the topness, like every character is just crazy. And like the scenes go on too long. Like, like I mentioned with, uh, you know, Sam's parents going to college, his mom eating a pot brownie and like having a freak out. Like why? Okay. Why is your movie two and a half hours long? And that's what you need to have in your movie. Like, is that what Transformers fans come to see in a movie? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So like, if you're going to make, you know, there's no reason for this movie to be that long. Like you could cut, so you could cut easily 45 minutes out of this movie and it would not. It would improve, right? Yeah. And the final battle is 45 minutes. Like, you tell Michael Bay is just like, well, I'll do these action scenes. It opens with this action scene, you know, in Shanghai. 
but it doesn't set up that, say, the Decepticons are trying to revive Megatron, which all they needed to do was have the Decepticons of Shanghai say, where's the shard? We need to bring back right. Megatron. And then they're not just randomly attacked. The you know, like, will not, return. No okay, let me see if I have this straight. Yeah, so, right? in the last movie, they, you know, Sam yes, killed sir. Megatron with the AllSpark by sticking it into his chest. Now... Holding it with his <laughs> yeah, bare touching hands for it, large portions, and of it did the not imprint climax. on him or anything like that. Now he finds a, sh- a single shard of it, which by touching it, it imprints all this code into his head, and then also it can be used to revive Megatron. When before it was actually used to kill Megatron, it makes Transformers. You know, like like it did in the last one. Jacob, you're missing a very key detail, which is that Sam did save his outfit from the last battle. He has not done laundry with it or donated. Those still listening to the strokes. He of course, has that shard yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. So. And that, that this will lead to later. We did say, all right, so in the last movie I joked, all right, we killed Megatron, you know, so our big bad is gone. I wonder how they'll continue the franchise. Immediately, they're just going to be bringing right. him back. Yes. So then we can presume that if Optimus Prime dies in this spoiler, <laughs> we already said it, he's probably going to come back to life at the end, which he does. So, like, no consequences yes, whatsoever, first of all, Yes, I didn't think about franchise. that, Mike. That is genius. In the cartoon, of course, there is no Fallen. Now, there is an idea of a a council of primes and, you know, that prime is sort of a Mm -hmm. title and stuff. Maybe one of them has gone rogue. Because what the essential plot of this is and what all good sequels, of course, have is ancient aliens, right? Is that billion (laughs) years ago, these goofballs came to our planet to try to set stuff up. Turns out they were going to build a harvester to harvest the energy of the sun, which they can convert to energon, their food source. They were all on board with that. One of them was extra bad. Then they're like, actually, we're not on board with this. Fuck you. And they sentence him to die on this planet, I guess, right? Right. Now, Mike, yeah. you pointed out Megatron is like the Darth Vader in the last one. He's this kind of cool character or whatever. Now he is even more like the Darth Vader because he has his own emperor that he's working for. Even though, True. you know, you want Megatron to be the coolest character. And like Jacob said in our last episode, you want him to have that relationship with Starscream, who only gets like one groveling scene in this where it's like they're right. kind mm-hmm. of hinting at well, that Starscream's relationship. Well, Starscream's like third in command again, now with the Fallen being in charge. Yeah, but the robots <laughs> yeah. just aren't characters, so yeah. you're never going to get that. I mean, yeah, and there's... And there's a lot, yeah. Well, Megatron even in this, yeah, like... He's barely in it, and the Fallen is in it even less, which means yes, Starscream right. is in it even less. Like, there's so many stretches where we're not even checking in on our villains. You know, it's it's very bizarre. And a lot of the, the Decepticons that, that you see more of are just like, you know, uh, personality with lists. Uh, you know, like there's the cat thing, and there's like the micro nanobots or whatever. Well, yes, let me say, yes. yeah, yeah. I did finally get, you know, an on screen representation of. Yeah. Zoid, probably the only one I'll ever get with that tiger, (laughs) which is cool enough. But then they're shooting like bullets. And then I keep thinking, so rawhide, they're shooting rockets. Like, do Transformers generate munitions with gunpowder and shells? It's a good question. I think about that when the Nokia phone is shooting missiles out of it. There was no fuel source (laughs) in the Nokia phone that could generate missiles. Well, how about the scene where everything in Sam's house turns into a little Decepticon and they're all shooting every, you know, they're shooting bullets or whatever. How does that work? Very cute. Like lasers make more sense. Yeah, totally. Um, Right? Which is what the cartoon had. But but I want to go back to something you said, Colin. So, (laughs) It ties into Ancient Aliens, which 
I think was pretty mm. a pretty big thing at the time in 2009. There's the show on Sci-Fi Channel, History Channel. The History Channel yeah. had one too. Um, which I thought was interesting because it reminds me actually of Kong, Go- Kong versus Godzilla because that ties in the whole sure. Hollow Earth stuff. So it's just tying in real conspiracy <laughs> theories course. into your movie, which I, I like. <laughs> you know, I love... Uh, some Kong versus Godzilla. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, all right, yeah, we're just in this alternate earth. And in the first movie, it's established that all of the technology we have was built off of finding Megatron in the ice. And now to expand on that further, there's ancient aliens in this. They reason to build the pyramids, not to bury their pharaohs, but to, you know, hide a giant laser that can destroy the sun. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) As we all know. <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as we all know, the thing is here too to point out structurally, as we're saying issues with this thing, we were, you know, Colin was telling us so the fallen was not supposed to take the sun from a planet that had life on it, and he does, or he plans to. That's why they kind of kick him out. All of that is like not told to us until like an hour and that's twenty-five true, yeah. minutes into the movie. We don't know <laughs> anybody's motivations or why the villain is doing what they're doing until we meet Jetfire. You know. The best transformer. He's the best in this movie. So it's like it takes a really long time for you to understand (laughs) what's happening. Let me give the rundown on what makes him so unique. So I I, I said last time the company Takara, who will eventually become Takara Tomi, that makes Zoids, Mike, um, was a Japanese company that made Micro Men and uh, the other one that I cannot remember what they're called, but uh, Diacoms or whatever. These are two separate Mm -hmm. things of little robots that can turn into things. The two distinct differences are some turn and stuff with little driving seats. That's because in Japan, you would actually get little drivers because, again, they're not Autobots or Decepticons. Some of them turn into household appliances. So a lot of the Decepticons that were Autobots, Autobots were Decepticons. You know what I mean? Like they intermix and then they just mm-hmm. kind of split down the middle and said, OK, let's get these. Now, yeah, let's put a sticker on. Let's get super fucking nerdy here, guys. We're getting out of the normie wrong. Mike. Do you know what Macross is? I do know what Macross is. It's a anime series with robots and planes that also features a pop star that inspires everyone to do their best fighting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that last part. That's really great. <laughs> Very popular in Japan. Obviously, it came out before yes. Transformers. Now, on that floor of the toy fair that Takara would do, they would put out all these models. And the people at Hasbro would walk and go, okay, we'll take that, we'll take that, we'll take that, we'll take that. They're buying up the licensing Mm -hmm. and putting little characters to them. This is Ironhide. He's a tough Texas warrior who shoots his guns. And of course, he turns into a minivan. And you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) As Uh, the toys in in the movies, what? It's like a big four by four truck or whatever, right? It's like a monster truck. GM, yeah. So on that floor, they go and we'll take one of these. And they buy one Macross property. And that is Jetfire. It's the only wow. type of Transformer that's a different robot toy than all the other robot toys. Mm. And if you had one as a wow. kid, I mean, it felt different. It just, it felt real. And his plot line in this is really great because it's the story of, well, you know, it's very truncated of, I was on one side, I switched to the other. He's kind of the Civil War side. That's a big homage mm-hmm. to his role in the cartoon where... He's unfrozen after a million years because that's kind of the story as the Transformers ship struck Earth, you know, when it was kind of forming. They kind of woke up in the 80s or whatever, but, you know, it was a billion years ago. He gets lost. Mm -hmm. They find him. 
He's not affiliated to the other side. He tries to get converted to both. His best friend, chief science officer, is Starscream, who's like, you got to work for the Decepticons. We're actually the good guys. And as a toy, he was bought and made to be a rival to Starscream. He's a bigger airplane. So there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. weird homages to that. Jacob, what I'm saying, like, this is like the toyiest movie. Mm. Like, you got to like what Michael Bay's (laughs) making these decisions to be like, well, we got to put Jetfire in. Like, Colin's going to love that. Like, his older brother's just going to flip see a Jetfire in this fucking thing. Well, you know, I didn't know any of that uh, when I watched the movie. That's very interesting. But I will say the movie doesn't do a good job of explaining why. No. You know, he's like, oh, I'm a Decepticon, or I used to be a Decepticon, but I'm good now. But they don't explain why. They don't explain any of that. Uh, he's just kind of like an old... It's like one line. He's like, well, yeah, and it's they're like assholes a or whatever. Dumb portrayal, too. He's like a weak old man who has to like shit everywhere right, yeah. and like use a cane, and he's like senile. That's, That's why I like great. him, though, because he's got a cane. I like that his cane Yeah, a his cane is like here. a separate robot yeah. thing that's... Not a part of his body, cool. but also transforms with it, maybe. Um, but I like him because he's just like a grumpy old man. He's like, oh, I guess I'll help you or whatever. And then he sacrifices himself at the end. Spoiler alert. Uh, which Optimus, you know, doesn't really yeah. thank him for or acknowledge in any kind of way. He just kind of no, uses his parts. He just met him. He was dead for the entire adventure. He literally says at one point, a prime exists? I would love to meet a prime. Yeah. And he gives his body to him. <laughs> yeah. Let's roll. Right. And he just roll. shrugs it off at the end of the day and leaves it on the ground in the middle of the desert. Thanks, Thanks for your sacrifice. Piece of shit. Um, but I will say when he does get when he come when he becomes super optimist, he then just kicks the ass of the fallen and Megatron at the same time in about five minutes. Uh, and it's pretty badass, but there's some well, good, decent action fight what? scene type stuff. This okay, Jacob. There's <laughs> decent action, but let me ask you what you think philosophically of this action. Yeah, we have the leader of revolutionaries who, in the last movie, screams at Megatron. You know, the humans must decide their own fate. We must protect them at all costs, and Damn. that stuff. Clearly, a guy who. And again, the cartoons, but you don't need to reference that. But too true to his character is. If we can solve a conflict without violence, that's a true victory. Now, the Optimus Prime in this movie has two swords that come out of yeah, his arms. Yeah, he's constantly cutting people's heads Executing off. Executing people. He says, don't you run from me, Decepticon, at one point, And then he kills said Decepticon. Yeah. Is that well, he, good? Well, he rips a Decepticon heart Yeah, and he also of rips body. of... And then, so much like Mortal Kombat... <laughs> yes. You know, I think the, so. the, my favorite Robo fight fatality. scene actually was the first Optimus fight scene when Sam gets captured by Megatron and they do the, they like invade his brain with the Decepticons and everything. Um, Optimus saves him and then they have a big fight in the forest and he ends up ripping a Decepticon's head apart like with like he just rips his head apart, which is pretty gnarly. Yeah, uh, he commits a war <laughs> crime, Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, there's some. He's so violent in this, and even when he defeats the fallen, he just says, "Give <laughs> right, me your right. face," and <laughs> yeah. rips it off. Mike, is that do a you think phrase? this is a response to the last movie where there's only one fight between Optimus and Megatron at the end? It's not very long, so fans mm-hmm. would go, "No, we need more robot violence," and it is Optimus who needs to be the hero. Is, is this a response? I think it's a, a combination of things. Like, number one, sequels got to be bigger mm-hmm. and badder. Let's just mm-hmm. get more robots. And number two, I think it's tied into that writer's strike where it's like, well, 
story, I don't know. How do we pad the runtime? Michael Bay going to do what Michael Bay does. Make a brawl. Big crazy action. <laughs> and they had at one point the largest explosion in cinema history when the Air Force does yes. that napalm strike in the desert. And you do get some cool stuff like uh, Bumblebee stripping the Zoid right. of his body off his spine like there's some brutal stuff in here but i think that's just like uh, we don't have a script michael bay just do michael bay stuff that's also probably why we get multiple scenes of humping and not enough humping um other stuff well, we like get that. return of mojo, mojo is and he's back. got a friend <laughs> mojo's got his right. mojo back. back jacob frank frank is having sex with him wheelie oh, a, a, don't even get me started um, not cool <laughs> you know transformer kind of a combination of two different ones blur one that would talk really fast like a motor mouth like this and wheelie one that was like a kid that wouldn't talk it, it seems like they put him together in sort of this sexual monster <laughs> but also were those decepticons in the in the uh cartoon uh, no, they were both Autobots, this, so I guess maybe that's why he switches right. sides at the Basically, end. Basically, this is like a little Decepticon pervert who uh, gets captured by <laughs> Megan Fox and then tortured and then <laughs> becomes like her slave and like starts humping her leg at one Sex point. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll fall, yes. you know, you're my mommy Easily. and starts humping her leg. <laughs> You're my battle goddess, yeah. Calls her uh, probably the greatest scene. But here's Mike. also my other question: Do Transformers yeah. feel pain? They do, right? It seems like from I this hope movie, they must. Yeah. Because also <laughs> Megan Fox tortures this guy, this little guy, puts his eye out with a yeah, freaking blowtorch. <laughs> I'm like, that's this, you know, yeah. that's pretty. It dangles <laughs> for the rest of the fucking movie. He, she cripples him, but he's, he's into still... it. Yeah. He's a, he's a masochist. <laughs> yeah, he likes it. That's what it. he's there for. But, uh, That's right. Yeah, a lot of oh, yeah. violence. There's weird. You know, transform isms. on transformer violence. Um, Optimus is ruthless. Yes. And then, yeah, he, you know, the falling kind of goes out like a punk, like gets his face ripped off. He's not in the, like the climax. He spends so much of the movie. It's him and Megatron. They're just standing on the pyramid, not moving. Yeah. Just the Eradicator does out. more than... And then when Optimus finally comes to life, then they'd get involved. Devastator. Yeah, the, de the Devastator, Whatever I think, is what it's called, right? Yeah. It's the combiner. Huge. A very cool effect, right? And they a become a, mega, a Megazord. Combiners. Transformer. Becomes a Megazord, exactly. It forms <laughs> yeah, Voltron, yeah, so. the, the Transformer. Another Japanese thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, no, it was a cool thing for the toys. The Constructicons, construction bots specifically, as we see construction uh, cars that do it form devastator mm. and like you guys said he's a larger than life robot this is this is something as a fan i'm like awesome you're escalating like mike said it's a sequel bigger and better but mm -hmm. in that first scene in shanghai guys where we get just the piece and it's the, the giant, giant wheel. wheel rolling down the yeah. street and i have to visualize mm -hmm. and conceptualize Optimus Prime is jumping out of the way. He looks very tiny compared to that oh, wheel. Oh, yeah, that wheel looked huge. What do we look like? <laughs> At that moment, Jacob, I'm like, the scale issue of this thing, I already have an issue with how big the Transformers are. I don't want to think about <laughs> any of this. Right. And, you know, it's like, why, why is Optimus Prime, like, what makes him a Prime? He's, like, stronger than the rest of the uh, Autobots or whatever. Well, he's got oh, that's true. Yeah. On his, on his I would side. say that makes him a prime. Hundred <laughs> percent more. 
Uh, yeah. This, uh, yeah. What? May, well, this film specifically also seems very indebted or very interested in recreating the magic that was the first animated movie. I, I told you guys last week the hook of that film. We didn't know it because we were kids. Was the death of Optimus mm-hmm. Prime? It changed a generation. Obviously, for toy sellers, toy sellers, that was clean house. Let's make this movie all new characters. Mm. You're just buying all new toys. But for kids, it was, oh, no, Optimus Prime is dead. Like, my life is absolutely over. And it did scar a generation. Like, you look this up, like, they completely had to change the G.I. Joe movie to not kill a character because so many people wrote in about Optimus Prime dying. Um, To try to capture that, to, you know, to introduce movie-specific characters, I said Wheelie, you know, stuff like that, it really does seem like Michael Bay is sort of going like, I'm about to James Cameron this. This is about to be my T2, baby. Like, I am going to blow minds, break hearts. I'm going to take Optimus Prime out of this thing. And guess what? People are going to cry over it. And you want to say to him, we knew Optimus Prime for 10 seconds in the last movie. And in this movie, he opens up saying the dumbest line you've ever heard, Earth, birthplace of humans. (laughs) And you're like, yes, of course. What else would it be? You're not blowing my mind with these facts. What makes him a prime, Jacob? It's like he's the leader of these idiots that we hang out every every couple minutes right. with, but he doesn't seem like he's the no, best. No, and even when you see him with other Autobots, he doesn't. He's not like that much bigger than them. Like he should be like no. big and strong, but he until he gets the the jet fire parts at the end, he's not really. But. Um, it's supposed to be his mind. Mm. It's supposed to be he is the only one who can lead these people in a way where they're going to be able to sleep at night and like feel good about what they did. And he's you know going to be the olive branch to humanity, all these cultures coming together. Mm-hmm. No. no, no, none of that, Mike. I mean, he is just... He's just a big truck. <laughs> but so so in the cool. backstory of the Fallen, like, though, a, like he's one of the pri- he's one of the original primes. Yes. And the Fallen was one of the primes. The and so the rest primes, of the primes yeah. basically to hide the, the matrix of leadership uh, from yes. the Fallen, which is the only thing that the Fallen needs to like take over a bunch of planets or whatever. To turn on, to yeah. turn on the weapon. It's but the only on the, people the that can eater. kill yeah. the Fallen. Oh, hold on. Or Shia LaBeouf says... Hey, that thing that does that one certain thing, could it also bring somebody back from the dead? And Jeff Hart goes, mm, probably. It's never been used like that before, but maybe. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, sorry, also, you, you could just touch him with a shard <laughs> yeah. like they right, did with right. Megatron. Well, that's, but, yeah, that's the other thing. But whatever. then the only thing that can kill the Fallen is, an, is a Prime. Mm. The only Prime left is Optimus, yes. so they kill him. But the rest of the Primes all sacrifice themselves to make a... a door to seal off the the uh, matrix of yes, le- leadership Do, don't they see anything wrong with that like logic of like well you know if they're dead then who's gonna fight the fallen i guess just optimus we should probably stick around <laughs> And then, yeah, to follow that uh, uh, inconsistent logic up, you know, Shia LaBeouf locates it, and then it just turns to sand or whatever, right. and then he goes to Robot Heaven, Valhalla, yes. and then they say, oh, you don't find it, you earn it. So, 
how could that other prime ever have earned it if you just decided he wasn't worthy, right? And then they, they well, give him the thing. It's an infinity stone, Mike. Yeah. He, he had to push Black Widow off the cliff. Yeah, it was right. the only way for it to appear. Like every, uh, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. Like every chosen <laughs> one. Give me your face. Jesus narrative. He has to die <laughs> and then come back to life and then save the day, right? Yes. Um, Harry Potter mm, did yes. it. You know, he can do it too. Sam Witwick. Zack Schneider did it. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Can I just say, you guys want to be here already? You don't want to be at college <laughs> with a girl who turns into a robot right now. You don't want to be talking well, about that again, stuff. Again, I feel we like... We didn't <laughs> talk about Einstein yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The first hour of this movie is basically pointless. You could start an hour in this movie and not yeah. miss really anything important. Absolutely. Yeah, the plot babes. we just we'll talked about babes, is the Jacob. plot of the movie, <laughs> right? but it's not... The, you know, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's just, it's what happens and it is the piece of it. Truly, until John Turturro shows up again, you're right, Jacob, nothing worthwhile yeah. happens. I think when it, it kicks off, it starts to get interesting when um, Shia, you know, is with the girl that turns, that's actually a Decepticon, which apparently, you, some kind of robot, which is, she's the just only robot the that can, can look like a human. Now, let, now let me do this real quick. Again, a toy homage. I'm loving. <laughs> really? These things. Okay. There is a line of Transformer toys when we were growing up in like 1995 called Pretenders. Hmm. Now, Mike, you said last week you had Starscream. Yes. And you said, and it was hard. And I blew past that. I apologize, Mike, All because right. I want to talk about that for a minute. <laughs> Transformers were impossible to do anything with sure. or to play with, right? Yeah. There's so many pieces you had to remove and move. Like, when you watch the show, it looks like you just kind of fold this thing down into the chest and, yes. and you're good, but you're, no, you're taking components off, moving them around. It, no. I was like, you know... Starscream specifically had flaps that would come down that were nubs, Mike, and you would have to put his hands on him, if you recall that. Yeah. If you lost those, you could not play with Starscream anymore. <laughs> that Mike. seems yeah, really complicated. Age bracket, probably below, I think, the intended yes. age for that toy. Yeah. Easily... But my parents would try to play with them with my brother, and they would not be able to do it, even looking at the instructions, and he would just blow them away. Now, I say this to say, Hasbro's number one complaint with the toys was... Nobody can do these things. Sure. <laughs> so I'll stick like, with Legos. Oh, right. You, yeah, exactly. Other kids were just like, well, I'll just use Mattel's He-Man because it's just a toy. And you're like, oh, right. Kids just <laughs> want toys. So they make a line called Pretenders. They were literally just figures of the toys. And they said, that's going to piss Transformer fans off. They have to be robots. They said, no, no, no. They're actually humans. You take their little head off. There's a little human underneath. This is an homage to those humans that turn into oh, a robot. So they're just Terminators. or whatever. Now, <laughs> Jacob, thank you. Fred That's Terminator. fucking exactly why they were. If you could do that, if you had that ability in technology, why would something that is two skyscrapers tall ever come down to a planet to do a stealth mission. Hang out on Mars, you dumb right. motherfuckers, and send 30 of those things down. Well, maybe this is the only one, because it's the only one we see. And uh, who knows? They I mean, have one cat, <laughs> right. one pretender. Right. It just seems like Decepticons could be anything at any time. And who knows what... Not you. <laughs> yeah. One's a satellite. Soundwave, the coolest transform. My favorite when I was growing up. And you get the, you know, kind of a... Frank Welker, the guy who played Megatron in the original, we didn't say in the last episode, doesn't get to play him in this. Peter Cullen, who voices Optimus Prime, does. Right. Instead, it's Hugo Weaving from uh, Lord of the Rings, right? 
Frank Welker also voiced Soundwave, the crazy, I can't even do it, <laughs> crazy thing that would talk like this Megatron. Bow changer, uh, yeah. And he gets to voice him in this. Yeah, like an early synth, you know, kind of sure. thing. So it was very cool. And he had a cassette tape. We don't get the cassette tape. I think Soundwave was famous for no. shooting out, uh, you know, the cassette tapes. But Specifically, he would shoot out a crazy wolf thing. You know, that is the, the leopard That's thing. That's our uh, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah, exactly. Um, so. Well, first of all, Colin... It's called Riot, I think. <laughs> let's talk about the first scene uh, when we first meet this uh, pretender lady and mm. she goes for a ride with, in, you know, Bumblebee's car, but then Bumblebee, I think, senses that she's, you know, bad and sprays like <laughs> some liquid on her. <laughs> okay, Jacob, yeah. if there's no script in this, <laughs> this is the scene where you're realizing that. Shia LaBeouf's reaction to the liquid being sprayed all over this girl is like he is going to, that she's going to explode in front of him. He is so crazy right. and over well, the Well, at this top. point, he's also Bob. having seizures from the, the numbers and codes in his head. Right. <laughs> I'm just glad that we're two movies in and we're two for two with Bumblebee yes. leaking his fluids onto another hum- onto a human. Yeah. But in the, I think so. also maybe it was because Bumblebee only wants Shia to be with Megan Fox because in the first one he's like encouraging I, them to like yeah. make out in, inside of him and then now he's maybe, maybe Bumblebee <laughs> is more in love with Michaela than I Sam. Could be. Bumblebee wants to fuck <laughs> Sam Witwicky Mike. I think yeah. that is what's going on. But he's, but he's, he's not to, into this other lady though. Like, yeah because maybe he can sense she's a Decepticon or he just doesn't want Sam to make a mistake with Michaela but again it's like Sam just doesn't make his Skype date with Michaela, which... No, yeah, Sam yes. is a terrible Why? person. He's well, not a good boyfriend. He sucks. He's the worst. We're talking about Megan Fox now, so let's... Yeah, she's entering the podcast. Let's let's I, do it right. I last episode that I think she was the strongest character, so... The best character? Yeah. And Mike, how do they reward her? They just... Let's whittle her away. Let's yeah, they just take give her, her nothing away. to do. Mm-hmm. Let's do... You know, guys... The obvious storyline for someone who ends up with a couple in the last one is the guy hasn't said I love you yet. Like, that's obviously where we're going to go for the rest of this movie. And you go, okay, that's tired and played out. Mike, the first time we see Megan Fox, once she leaves the place, she shows up at his door in like a wedding outfit. She picks up a bouquet. She turns around and he says, oh, my God, I am so happy to see you. What the <laughs> fuck was any of that? Yeah. I don't know. That's Michael Bay, like... The first... I don't know, man. Yeah, and also the first shot of her is just her, like, you know, laid out on, on a motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah. What's her ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic shot. But, uh... And then, yeah, we get a little backstory with her yeah. dad being out of prison now. We get, you know, a little scene hey, with dad. him. <laughs> That doesn't he go anywhere. In one scene, Jacob. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I'll close up the garage. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought maybe they were mm-hmm. setting that up to be some kind of story element, but no, he never gets mentioned yeah. again. Um, and then she basically gets nothing to do. In Jacob, this movie. we're never going to see <laughs> Megan Fox again. I this know. was the last Megan Fox it's movie. Crazy. She's her, never in movies yeah, anymore either. Her, the end of her character arc <laughs> is she did. She did contribute in the sense that she captured the Decepticon who was able to lead them to jet fire, right? Yes. I guess that's something, but like in the final fight, yes. everybody is holding her hand. Like Sam Witwicky is dragging her along, holding her hand because right. she's the damsel. And then even Josh Dumel, the soldier, yeah, is pulling her along right. by the hand because she's the damsel. It's like yes. so frustrating. And she just Mike. wants Sam to say, I love you. Oh, it, it's, well, it kills me. That's terrible character motivation, but the Total plotting, like you're saying, Mike, is so piss poor to we've already started. 
we're you know the start of the movie is we're skyping each other this is so weird there's distance hold on i'll be right over there though because for the plot reason you have to give me the thing that's going to want you to come to me 30 minutes from now okay so i will be right over there to get that, that definitely won't mm-hmm. be Still, making out the, with this doesn't make any uh, sense pretender. she gets there at the exact moment that he's making classic out with sitcom then, situation of course immediately forgives him right so it's like we're going to have friction yeah. But then we're just going to not like there's right. no payoff. Yeah. She walks no in at the consequences the I said earlier, worst time. And then yeah, immediately forgives him. But I mean, she, you know, he didn't know that that was like a robot or whatever, I guess. So that makes it okay. I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's got the world's worst roommate, Jacob. This guy is such a fucking loser <laughs> to add to the cast of a Transformers movie to say, you know what? But we're not going to want more time with these robots. <laughs> Let's throw in a goofy roommate who will say things like "whoa" or you know, like react really funny to right. stuff. And I mean, he's basically just a, a mini John Turturro. Like he fulfills the same role of John Turturro. So when they bring in John Turturro, <laughs> he gives John Turturro someone to talk to. Yeah. You're right. You no, know, you know what they should have done is they should have made him like John Turturro's long lost son or something. That have some kind of they would have some kind of realization. Doesn't even need to be long lost. <laughs> He's still keeping tabs on Sam. You cost me my job, but that's okay because my son, I gave him security clearance to you know tail you <laughs> right, or whatever. Right. It's that easy. Also, John Turturro, you know, kind of sucks. Like basically, uh, the government fires him. They they shut down Section Seven or whatever, and they don't reassign him or anything. They just let him go with no retirement. That's kind of shitty, right? Like, yeah, you know, he was a good that's agent. Believable. I got the crab lock ready. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the most believable thing in this movie yeah. is that you could just get screwed over with no benefits. <laughs> exactly. At a moment's notice. So he was a high level agent for a government agency. Now he's working at a deli. It's quite a you know. Yeah, sure. that was dealing with first contact with life from another planet. <laughs> yeah, we don't yes. need that guy. You just have to imagine in the test screenings, John Turturro for that first movie must have just been through the roof. That people were like, when Shia LaBeouf is having scenes where they're busting each other's balls, it is so good. Michael Bay's like, John, I gotta have you back. I gotta have you in T2, man. That's right. I'm making Transformers 2, baby. It's called Revenge right. of the there's Fallen. Gonna be, don't even worry don't about worry, it. Don't worry. There's going to be a close-up shot of your butt yes. when you, you rip your pants off and you're wearing like a jock, a jock strap. strap for <laughs> no Jacob, reason. you're going to continue your weird through line of being sexually obsessed with Megan Fox and say, there you are, you hot little bandit. You, you criminal. Yeah. 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 And then also in the first one, he gets lubricated by Bumblebee, right? In this one, he has a line oh. where he says, I'm directly below the scrotum. So, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Great. So this Thank is you, John purely like Michael Bay unleashed. <laughs> like, we don't have a script. Absolutely. Just give us two and a half hours, Michael. And you, Mike, like, I could see him saying after this, you know what? I don't think I'll ever need one of those things again. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, Michael, you're learning the wrong lesson. Right. No, 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 no. Come back. I think famously, like he has been like, yeah, that was not the greatest uh, Transformers <laughs> no. movie. And the cast famously kind of has not loved uh, how it yes. turned out. But the big flip where there's the car crash where Starscream gets them, that is like the explosion injury whip pull thing that like Shia LaBeouf parodies in the Honey Boy movie, right? That actually hurt him physically mm-hmm. afterwards. I mean, it's it, it was not good, guys. When he had like an unrelated hand injury too, that they just were like, screw yes. it, we'll just put a bandage on. You know, we're shooting anyway. Right. It's, it's a lot of weird stuff. Oh, with that this. was so he um, hurt his hand in real he life. Had that drunk driving. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, in I thought real that was life, weird when the uh, 
okay, when Jetfire is able to just teleport them to Egypt somehow, because um, apparently he, could, yes. he didn't fly them like a jet would. He just teleported them. No. Uh, and then he injures his hand Space in the bridge. teleporting incident. Yes. Mike, I, all I want to talk about right now. So imagine this, Jacob. There was this thing in the show called the Space Bridge. The way that he kind Thank of draws God the half moon symbols, Shia, I, Mike, they're trying in this one. It was kind of how you would have to stack the energon to do it. Now, by like season three of the animated show, the people who were making it were kind of like, we're fucking talking about Cybertron, this fucking robot planet so fucking much. The fans want to go there. Like, they cannot be lost on Earth anymore. They have to go to other places. So they invent this thing called a space bridge, which I think this was kind of an homage to, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that would be like, guys, if in the OG Star Trek... For two seasons and then, you know, a third that wasn't made. For the first two, they just had to go and do the things. And by season three, they were like, you know what? Let's invent the transporter. Like, let's just fucking get to the meat of the action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do we got to take a shuttle, do the trail? Also, I thought the space bridge went to Asgard. Or is that a different space bridge? Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly where it goes. I mean, it totally changed the show because all the plot lines from that point became... Well, you know, this week we're going to Cybertron, or if something happens to the space bridge, you know, we won't be able to get back, or, oh, it accidentally sent us to a different place, or, watch the space bridge, stop, scream, we have to, you know, every fucking day. Nice. Okay, see, so, as much as I'm like, there was no script, there definitely was at least a roundtable, like, there's stuff from the show and toys. On set was watching it, Mike, and just, like, had it on a loop, and Michael Bay would come back to Video Village and say, what do you got? And he'd say... Well, you know, they could get from Egypt technically to to the base with a space bridge. And he's like, what's a space bridge? Well, it's, you know, metaphysically, he's like, no, 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 we won't worry about that. Don't, right. don't worry. We Teleports, got this. Well, right. definitely, um, it definitely seems like there's there's someone who knows the lore of Transformers, at least a little bit. And then, like I said, last week, they were originally going to call the All Spark the Matrix, which is based on a real thing. And then this time, it's the, the Matrix of Leadership. So, I don't know if they call it that exactly. It's the same MacGuffin. Yeah. It's the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. It's the total exact same thing. It's a terrible redesign because they turn it into a dumb little silver sliver, right? Mm -hmm. In the movie, which again, it's drawing so much from that first animated movie. It's this tactical thing you have to put your fingers into. It's this like bomb of an energy source. Like it's it's this huge sci-fi concept that has stayed in my mind since I was six years old of, oh, that's one of the coolest images I've ever seen. I just want to touch it. I want to see it. Ah, Sam, it's not real. It's going to turn into sand. It's like a dumb little, like, knife thing. And it's like, oh, it looks like a Star Wars thing. It looks like the dagger that Ray gets. Oh, my God, yeah. I hate this. Yeah, Um, Yeah, but it is very similar to that. And, yeah, he puts it in an old sock. You know, it's classic, you know, iconic stuff. Classic, classic. He can love it. You love it. uh, Because he believes. Right. Just to go back to what you are saying before, though, about the set, uh, you know, Michael Bay being on set, you know, they, of course, we want to mention that they call it uh, Bayhem, right? Instead of Mayhem, because uh, (laughs) Michael Bay, he would just be blowing stuff up and on set, he would just, you know, be crazy and, you know, put the actors through a lot of, a lot of shit. So they, they call it Bayhem. That said, a lot of those explosions and things, he is operating that camera, Jacob. He is there on the track, you know, getting pushed through. There's so many pictures of debris hitting him on the fucking (laughs) face as he's shooting out people. Right? Yeah. He does his own stunts. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, he just goes and goes, man. I don't know. Let's let's talk. We have not talked about the third build person in this movie, so let's round it up here with the yeah, military yeah. stuff. Oh, Josh Duhamel. Uh-huh. Now, we didn't talk about him too much last time because really, there's not a lot for him to do. Right. This time, if you're gonna bring him back, and again, if you're number three on the call sheet behind the two people who are like the young leads, quote unquote, and you're like the serious one, you got to give him a bad guy. Now, what's a bad guy to Michael Bay? A government probably like a sniveling loser (laughs) who's got fucking glasses on, who's always saying things like, we'll probably have to negotiate with the terrorists. (laughs) No way, man. How does he deal with this guy? Um, Yeah, yeah. and he gets rid of him by putting a uh, parachute on him and then, you know, shooting him out of the back of the plane. And who knows if he's okay or not, but they don't really care. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know. We Doesn't see that he's, he's fine. Right. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you'd probably lose your career for that. Uh, this is my favorite um, Josh Duhamel performance in these movies because... Great. <laughs> he, okay, well, let's track that, because Mike. Because this is the only one where he throws a live chicken by hand <laughs> yeah. out of his way. Um, sure. And I, I'm just, I want to know the story behind that scene because he runs through oh. his little sniper window and then... There's a shot of, you see his arm extending and the chicken following trajectory. You don't see it leaving his hand, but I know it was in there. And I want to know, <laughs> Michael Bay, right. All right, Josh, you're going to throw the chicken out of the way and then put your rifle out. Well, and like, you see, when you go to alone, Egyptian villages, they just have a lot of open air chickens just running around. <laughs> a lot of chickens <laughs> just running around. Shia LaBeouf at oh. one point pushes four of them out of the way of a window. It's like, why are there so many yeah. chickens here? There's Mike, an explosion and, the and a chicken flies away The wince he's got on his it. face, because normies, you have to know Mike sent us clips of this. The yes. look that Shia has is a guy who has dealt with those chickens all day, Mike, who has yep. done 50 takes because of Michael Bay and now doesn't even look at them, but kind of winces when he glances them. It's crazy. Yeah, I kept like, I said, I said the Josh Duhamel clip. I'm like, Josh Duhamel just threw a chicken. And then five minutes later in the movie, I'm like, Shia LaBeouf did it too. And I sent him the clip. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, great stuff here. Uh, <laughs> for me. Um, do you guys like Josh Duhamel? Do you, Jacob, who, I like who is this guy? I, don't know. I mean, I feel like he didn't even need to be in this movie because I feel like he didn't have anything to do or, or Tyrese. Um, I don't know what, you know, he doesn't get Tyrese is just like, man, this desert <laughs> sucks. Huh? I hope nothing bad. Yeah, happens. A lot more kind of seems in the first anti-transformer. <laughs> he says a couple things where he's like, watch yourself, Optimus. And Optimus kind of says back, look where you're going. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He's had enough. Um, which brings me to the first point, which I did not remember about this movie at all, which this movie opens with the Autobots are just working with the military. Like, they're a special branch yeah. of the military. Why that- <laughs> wouldn't you want to, dude? USA, Stars and Stripes. That kind of blew my go. mind, though, because I don't remember them, like, literally just working with, oh. the, with the military. And Josh Dumel runs okay. a new, like, Transformer group of the military, I guess. And they go out on missions Nest. together. You know, we... We work with the the people from another we world. Shoot and that's our why it's going to get shut down. Five five six caliber rounds at giant robots fall. Yeah, Optimus Prime the, does all the real work. Right. <laughs> that is the only thing we add to situations. But we meet two new sets of transformers that the bureaucrat says, and you invited these creatures from another world to come after the attack. How dare you? You know how could you get sanctuary? We meet RC, which in the movie where she's introduced is the first lady transformer. Mm-hmm. We never see her transform into a robot, but we know that she is three motorcycles in this who yes. project a holographic lady riding them. Very weird. <laughs> we also meet 
Mike's namesake for this episode, the two most <laughs> racist characters oh, yeah. ever introduced okay. in yeah, fiction. Yeah, well, Mudflap yeah. and whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, and this is why I say Jetfire was my favorite uh you know, robot in this whole movie because the most prominent Autobots, you have Bumblebee who doesn't talk, Optimus dies, and then you have these two racial stereotypes uh, oh my <laughs> that are God. pretty much the most most prominent uh, t- Transformers in this movie. Bug eyes, huge ears. <laughs> they're not like a side they character. at one point say, shit, nah, no, 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 dog. They are in a lot it's of like, scenes. It's like Bumblebee and then at one point and they're asked yeah. if they can read. And they say, we don't, we don't do too much of that reading yeah, you stuff. You don't read, you're robots. Like, robots know how to read. First, Which, yeah. Who invented you two? Ooh, what cruel master was like, I'm going to make these ones a little dumber. Right. It makes me miss, uh, you know, I never thought I'd be like, oh, man. Poor, I wish Jazz would have survived in that, yes. that, that one that smells pheromones. I wish we had them back, you know? <laughs> right. And we get um, Ironhide. Jazz, I'm like, you know what? Jazz is P- PC. <laughs> ironically, ironically enough, yeah. these two robots are far more yeah. ratchet than Ratchet <laughs> himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this Thank is you. what's crazy because but, um, I remember them kind ahead. of being as like side characters or whatever. No, they are like literally in the Egypt stuff with, with, with Sam and Michaela. Yes. It's like Bumblebee and them. And it's like, why? And Wheelie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Right. All the best characters. Again, when you are watching this, you're like, Michael Bay, you could see him just like flipping through a book. Like, okay, so who are going to be my core cast for this one? Okay, I got all these heroes. No, no, no. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. It's like a Chevy Volt or something. Like, they're not even cool <laughs> cars. That's what yeah. it is. It's to sell a new brand, right? But no Mike? one wants to drive Mudflap. Yeah, no one wants to. <laughs> Everyone wanted no. a Bumblebee Camaro. No one wants those pieces of shit. I guess. After that, I don't know. But Jacob's right. So, so you're making yeah. a Transformers movie. And it's like, okay, well, let's spend time with some of the Transformers that the audience likes. So how about we let Bumblebee not do anything or talk and we kill Optimus Prime and we just hang out with Mudflap and his right. buddy. Like, it's not even like we don't even see yeah. like Ironhide and whatever the other Autobots are as much. Like it's mainly those two... No. And yeah, Wheelie and Bumblebee. Doing shenanigans and <laughs> Wheelie. When Bumblebee is introduced by Kevin Dunn, he has said, you're not a guardian anymore. You're just a car. Go back in the garage and sit down. Which would be like if I said, Mike, go stand in the closet and do nothing. You're not a host anymore. <laughs> right. 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 These are like and people. They established that he could talk in the last movie. And then this one opens. Yes, it's like, he's a no, person. His voice box no. broke again. No. It broke again. I don't yeah. know. It's not even explained. I mean, yeah, and then Shia has to tell him, like, it's like he's leaving his dog behind for college, right? He has to say, no, sorry, buddy, you can't come to college with me. You got to stay in this dark garage by yourself. (laughs) But his roommate's like, why? You have a car? That changes our life. Like, that's you. Right, why couldn't he just take his sweet yellow Camaro to college? Like, (laughs) in the event that, uh, I don't know, he has, you know, hieroglyphic seizures and the Decepticons are coming after him. Right. Maybe yeah. uh, Bumblebee would be good to keep an eye on him. I wish to stay with the boy. Well, yeah, maybe you should have stayed with him. Uh, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Back. Um, Bumblebee's back. Yeah. 
But let's talk about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Witwicky real quick, because uh, obviously they're our favorite characters. Um, <laughs> Jacob, I had one of those Earth Day brownies, so I'm feeling a little crazy right now. Yeah, yeah you might. Classic Michael Bay humor here, you know. Right. Oh, guys, while they are in a dorm room with a Bad Boys poster up, Michael Bay right, he is draws on the Bad Boys 2 poster. He draws his, his codes and everything. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. She, she talks. Well, there's a joke about Sam losing his virginity and how the mom heard it, but they didn't know she was home. That's a, that's a joke <laughs> point that's brought up by the that's mom. Right. You know, Because this is the horniest movie ever made. Later, she gets a phone call from Soundwave and assumes it's a lewd caller. <laughs> You're heavy breathing. Right. How did they get to <laughs> Egypt? I, I looked away for a second. And okay, I don't know yeah, I was there. wondering this Mike, too because I have no idea. There's a scene where um, some a Decepticon. <laughs> None of us know. They're in France. No, yeah, there's a scene where Decepticon shows up in Paris where they are and takes mm-hmm. them to Egypt. But I don't. I was unclear why the Decepticons took his parents to Egypt in the first place. So that I do not know. Starscream <laughs> says. Um, I, I could not find the boy. And Megatron says, you could not find one worm. And he says, one worm out of seven billion worms. And he's like, ah. So it's kind of like they know that they're trying to track down Shia. I guess they think it's because if they go through the parents, it'll be easier. Right. Yeah. And they, there's a lot of awkward humor with the Whitwickies, you know, um, as there was in the beginning, the college thing is very strange. But then even when they're in Egypt, they try to force that emotional beat where it's like, I'm not leaving without you, Sam. Dad, you're not coming yeah. with me. You're and my like, son. Oh, right. Yeah, Kevin. But then done. Michaela's like, yeah. I'm not going to leave no. you, Sam. And he's like, okay, you can come with me. But not my parents. <laughs> yeah, I don't care yeah, if you get go. killed by a fucking Decepticon. Yeah. You're not even going to be so in the next stupid. movie. Which it's not a bad performance by the dad. Betrayed by his government. Yeah, the the emotional scene with with Kevin Dunn, I thought that was the only time I even like liked his parents at all. Logically, it made no sense. But yeah, in a capsule, like it was like, man, there's some acting happening here, and I'm I'm okay for it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but the scene is fun. Yeah, speaking of Shia, Sam Witwicky, um, he never shows any like reason why he's like the chosen one of the. You know, Transformers, he's kind of a useless character, doesn't, you know, whines a lot, uh, you know, just kind of an asshole. But then he goes to Robot Heaven and then they tell him, oh, you're a great leader. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, when he is with Rain Wilson, the professor in those scenes, and he's just going full, (laughs) and he's just like making faces and looking around. That is another one of those moments where I'm like, oh yeah, Mike, there was no script. Of course there was no script. Like, how how am I learning this after I watched the movie? You're you're going crazy, Shy. Just, just, you're kind of going crazy with these symbols. (laughs) Go, 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 go. And action. Oh, God. He's doing Forrest Gump. I mean, he's fully like lost his mind. Oh, yeah. Kitten calendar, kitten calendar, kitten calendar, kitten calendar. (laughs) And then, yeah, and then you got Rain Wilson as the, the, sexy professor the that all the girls are professor. into yeah which reminds me of uh sure. harrison ford you know uh indiana jones indiana obviously jones. raiders yeah, of lost art obviously <laughs> he's like eh, that's what we're doing here but again if there's no script the stuff rain wilson is saying is like the female of the sex and they'll like lock eyes with the woman you're just like oh he's gonna do no that's definitely yeah, in a couple years oh. he will there will be a huge scandal where he was you know Absolutely. sexually assaulting a bunch of his students and he'll get he'll get yeah fired hopefully um yeah. but also they got dwight Schrute to be the the handsome professor Madness. okay sure whatever <laughs> there's a million just random dudes that you could hire in yeah. la that, 
better fit that role. But yeah, um, I do want to mention now that we're talking about great logical decisions and they're showing up, right? You have John Turturro and his son, not son, and then um, Shia <laughs> Michaela, and then they get with Bumblebee and they're like, okay, we need to get to Optimus. So instead of driving in this car that is also my protector, we're going to send the car away and we will go on foot and try to make it like five miles through the desert on foot. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, why the didn't whole they... premise of Transformers is you have a vehicle that is also a robot warrior. There is very little transforming in this movie. A lot of it's off screen. You're right. You're right. But yes. I don't know why they don't just ride in Bumblebee the five miles in a straight line. Yeah, even um, John Turturro is riding in one of those uh little racial stereotype guys he yeah. he could be riding in bumblebee yeah doesn't make any sense a lone warrior yeah but that is one of the few there's two jokes that work in this a man alone betrayed by his country or whatever man alone and then his country, i'm going to get you a tighter shirt there isn't a tighter shirt yeah, mike mike i out loud said that is one of the funniest things and i've they ever heard in my life the way, that, yeah, the way that guy's like we checked <laughs> like the way he crosses his arms as he says it that is so That's good. great fist bump and everything yeah that yeah that john can Turturro i, can I give best. you the worst moment in the entire movie weird not john Turturro's son walking out in the air force museum going oh no do you have any toilet paper right, i yeah. had an accident no there's so much the random um, joke of this movie yeah there's so that much is, like toilet like, humor in this that is just so dumb oh, yeah. it's like okay yeah we we got john Turturro's jock strap later he's under the scrotum of oh. the devastator uh which is like two wrecking balls which are supposed to be his testicles this, yeah, it's feedback, Jacob. It is the test screening going like, well, you know, marketing says 10-year-olds were the audience that mainly saw the first one. And Michael Bay's like, oh, yeah, I'll put, yeah, let's put a bunch of when Wheeling transforms, I'll have him shoot fire out of his asshole. I don't give a shit. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, but I do. And then you get great um, Josh Whedon-esque beats of when uh, they teleport and then not John Totoro's son lands, oh, or yes, Michaela lands yes. near his crotchal of region. Course. And it's like, Comedy, oh, yeah. classic, classic, yeah, classic. Oh, you got a girlfriend? No, you landed on my balls. Um, you know, I would be into yeah. it, but now I'm in pain. And she just turns away, doesn't even react to what he yeah. said. She's like, oh, I hate this movie. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't, Mike. I would. I would ask that. him to leave. That was also the scene directly after he tases himself in the balls. So his his balls yes. are just taking a lot of torture in this. And movie. he knocked out yes. a guard by tasing him in the hand. So apparently the hand the is a very effective. Gives him the toilet paper. <laughs> And says, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> it's, it, it really made okay. me upset watching That brings it. me to my next and near, near one of my final points. You should be ashamed yeah. of yourself is how Michael Bay should feel <laughs> for most of these jokes. Yes. And then there's a moment when they're talking to Jetfire. And John Turturro just says, condense, plot, story, <laughs> tell it. And I'm just like, this movie is describing yes. itself right now. Yeah, I think he was just <laughs> taking Absolutely. the notes of the producers and say, just read this. Yeah. <laughs> Act three. Huh? Yeah. That's why it feels like every scene is improvised. Like all the comedy, they're just like, just kind of yes. roll with it and we'll just cut at some point. And they yeah. just like every scene goes on too long. It's just like the actors are riffing on each other, but it just doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to cut to the fallen every once in a while. And Shia Buff's like, what's the fallen? And they're like, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry, worry about it. it. We got 20 minutes of exposition we're about to roll out yeah, on we're, you. We're not really worried about that. Do you guys like how the fallen looked? Again, I told you, he's hmm. not a transformer. So, I don't know if you saw, I changed my Discord icon to a bionicle. Oh. When I was watching this the entire time, I was like, oh, that's what these motherfuckers look right. like. He does well, look he, like a bionicle. Why is he not a transformer? Because he just looks like all the other Decepticons. Like they all have like red eyes and just have like they're just silver metal things. Yeah, but he doesn't transform. He doesn't transform. He doesn't transform. Specifically, the creators said the flames and red hotness. He's supposed to be a kiln. He's supposed to be like a furnace of creation and energy. Mm. It's because in my mind, look. In Transformers lore, there's a lot of planet-eating things. Unicron, Jacob said, Orson Welles, we're going to talk about him eventually. Spoilers for, I think, like (laughs) five or four. But there were these other weird-headed alien things who did make the Transformers called the Quintessons, which are just like oblong, weird-shaped things. I would have to assume that's what they were a reference to. I don't know if you guys saw at the end, actors like Michael York and Robin Atkins down. Mm. I know Kevin um, Michael Richardson was one of the... uh, Kevin Michael Richardson was one as well. It just blows my mind. Well, here's my question about The Fallen 2. So... Optimus sure. rips his face off. He's got like some like biological sure. components underneath, like some green sacks. He's got like a brain. <laughs> but also when they yeah. de when they despine the cat thing, it has like these green sacks inside of it. And I was yeah. like, I was wondering what that was. Maybe that was how they give birth to the, the fallen biological battery. Well, yeah, I don't know. It, but on his spaceship, Jacob, the fallen is like sitting in his little ruin. Megatron busts in and is like, "You old bitch, you know I'm the future." And he's like, "Oh!" Uh, and they knock over one of those blue pulsating biopods, and out comes not a transformer, but like some sort of metal <laughs> slug. It's almost like the Matrix, right? You get right. this idea that yeah. without the all spark, they can't grow their numbers. So they're trying to do something else. It's, they they refer to him. Starscream refers to them as hatchlings. So transformers sure. are born <laughs> from okay. eggs. Mm, boy, sure. Mike, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like know. that. Basically, uh, this movie is just putting together yeah. like bits from like Alien, Terminator. The Matrix, they're all kind of just smashing certain things and together. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> we go to the Mortal same Kombat. location. Yeah, T2. I, Michael Bay is, I'm sure, literally, I bet those things are playing in a projector <laughs> behind him while he's doing cocaine and looking at down the barrel of the camera. Sure. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he's just like, make it like that! <laughs> yeah. We're going to do the biggest explain. Hey, um, I was really happy too when the Jordanians came to help and immediately crashed their two helicopters. Yeah. Of course. Oh, here comes the Jordanians. Oh, never mind. There's plenty of good military porn in this. But I do think, um, you know, based on everything I've seen, I think Michael Bay really does want to be like James Cameron, but he's just like a very poor man's James Cameron, right? Yes. He's dumb. (laughs) He is dumb. But when he looks at James Cameron, the same way James Cameron chased John Carpenter. You made a slasher movie. Terminator is going to be mine into that genre. I did work for you on uh, Escape from uh, New York as like an effects guy. I want to be you. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I am you now, except I'm much more commercial and accessible. Michael Bay looks at that and goes, I can be twice as commercial and accessible. But you lose in that the weirdness equation, which is what makes you good and special and unique. Instead, it's like... I bet I can make The Rock look the biggest he's ever looked in his life. Like, keep drinking that yeah. muscle milk, buddy. And you're like, no. But I think, like, yeah, James Cameron's, like, biggest strength is that he can make, like, super commercial movies, but they're also, like, he doesn't sacrifice yes. the quality. Like, they're still good movies, and you can appreciate no. them uh, for more than just, like, you know, f- forgettable, like, popcorn junk, you know? The biggest critique people have against him, Jacob, is workman dialogue. That it moves the plot forward because James Cameron's just kind of interested in the yeah. movie. He just wants to get you through it. But you still get I'll be back and, you know, the most quotable lines of all time. It would never equate to what Michael Bay is where he's like, I don't even need that motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know, workman dialogue. I'm trying to get dialogue out of this thing. Like, if I can just shoot this thing in slow motion, have a bunch of girls in there, some big robots. Because we haven't talked about this either. That first movie... Shia LaBeouf didn't know what Bumblebee would look like. These things are not on set, right. guys. Mm-hmm. It is a 10-foot pole that they put sure. up with a cardboard cutout of what they think the robot's head is going to look like. They put a spotlight on that, and it moves, and they push it at you. Explosions go off, and you kind of hear some music go, rawr, rawr. And you, as an extra, you're like, oh, my God, it's Starscream. <laughs> you know, the idea that you can even act against this it's kind of amazing, you know, that the fact that this college kid can come in and be like, oh my God, Transformers, <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. I guess it's preparing him for the future where like, you know, Marvel movies, as much as I like them, so much stuff is just green screen. And I've seen pictures of like, um, you know, <clears throat> things that, you know, don't need to be green screen at all. Like I, I saw a picture of, this is a little off topic, but Samuel L. Jackson in Spider-Man Far From Home when he's sitting sure. in the, the hotel room with the tranquilizer dart, he just shot, uh, you know, Peter's mm-hmm. friend. Ned. I saw a picture where basically he's just sitting in a chair. He has like a, a prop gun that has like, you know, markers on it so they can change the gun look. And then the behind him, it's green oh. screen. It's like, you're just shooting in a hotel room. You know, why are you green screening? This well, then you got to take Samuel no. there. We'll send a B, the B right. unit to shoot the corner of the hotel room. But I just, I just see this stuff thing, like that. Know, it could test the backgrounds. Yeah. Not good. It could be like this. It, Jacob, see, this is the future. Right. Well, I, just, I just wonder you know, like, Thanos, um, you know, actors how do they act anymore because they have nothing to act against everything's just green screen it's impossible but but that's the thing so thanos and groot jacob it's exactly like the transformers they have the picture on top of them but it's an actor walking at you who's like i'm this thing here's the eyeline but this is me you know there is no guy who's like and i'm optimus prime and the thing is now now the fact that they have greenlit a six one of these that, you know, past Bumblebee because Bumblebee didn't even have this. The fact that we have the Mandalorian technology now, Jacob. The volume. That they could put screens up. The volume, right. Mike. And I, as Megan Fox, could go, okay, that is at least what I know Bumblebee will sort of be like. Yeah. There he is. I've got something to do here. That will change the game. The fact that all these Transformer movies are made without this, I have excitement about the future because these ones now are close 
And I don't even want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're like pushing us forward and in incredible technological advances. They're not. It's just Michael Bay masturbating and making huge explosions and, you know, shooting green screen. They didn't do a lot to help cinema. No, but I do think but they're going to get cooler. Yeah, I think the effects were pretty good in this movie overall. Like they looked yeah, and like they were looked believable that they were actually in the world. That's the main thing I kind of look for with like cg things like this where it's like if it feels like it's not a part of the world it's definitely noticeable but like even the scene where shia is kidnapped and like the thing is like probing in his his nose and his mouth and stuff looks pretty yeah i thought it looked good yeah Yeah, i mean it looks this is the beginning of where it's starting to get excessive though because there's a lot of times where we're meeting new decepticons and i can't tell who is who what is what and that is really no. This is the first time it's showing up because in the last movie, it's pretty, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Now there's just so many robots and it's hard to kind of discern everything. So now we're just getting that noise. So if I wanted to show my actors what anything's going to look like, I would just stretch out some steel wool, put some googly eyes on it and say, there's a Decepticon. There's a lot of Decepticons uh, yeah, in this that are... Crunch aluminum. Yeah, that are just like yeah. nameless fodder. foil, yeah, with some angry <laughs> eyes on it. Yeah. When they drop the uh, Decepticons down in the desert, it's like, who are all these guys? Like, what are their backstories? It doesn't no. matter. They don't even get names It's crazy that Ray Fisher's cyborg is one of these Transformers that gets his head ripped <laughs> off by uh, Optimus yep, Prime. Yep. That's true. Um, it's just, it's a mess. This one, again, I don't know. If it, I don't know yeah. if they get any better from here. <laughs> that's Mike, and so that's, we'll move into final thoughts, but kind of where I want to leave this part is, Jacob said he had to walk away three times. I paused this maybe nine times and it stretched out a two and a half hour movie easily into three and a half hours. And I got to say the entire time, all I was thinking was we got three more of these. <laughs> like and some of these don't even have these characters that I kind of can follow now. Yeah. I mean, I, I fell asleep within the first 18 minutes. Like I missed the dog humping. <laughs> like I, I tried, sure. um, you know, I was outside the whole day prior, you know, like enjoying nature and like the world yeah. around me. And then I came home and put on transformers too. At which point no. I fell asleep. Uh, I did rewind it a couple points that were cool. Uh, notably, Josh Demel throwing a chicken. So, uh, I guess we'll get to our last <laughs> <Yeah>. thoughts. <laughs> you did have laser eyes at those moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for me it was like, um, you know, I would sit down to watch it for about 45 minutes. And then I would just kind of be looking at my phone. I'd be looking up and I'd be like, wait, what's happening now? Who? What's going on? Um <laughs> You know, it took a while I to get through. I just want to move. I feel like I just got to get up. I yeah. just I got to get up. And like Mike said, if I see a window, I'm like, oh, what's going on out I would there? I periodically pause it and see like, okay, I got an hour and a half left. Okay, I can do that. Um, yeah, it's... When it hit the, when oh, it hit Jacob, the final I battle. It, I paused it at 56 minutes and I'm like, wait, there's an hour and a half left. But I think they're explaining what the Matrix of Leadership is. We should be getting close here. No, that's no. when the, just the movie start, you know, starts getting good. Yeah, we're cooking. <laughs> when, the, when the final battle started, I paused it, and it's like, there are still 45 minutes to go, and we're already fighting in the desert? I couldn't, so. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw robots' balls. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, well, let's, let's fire that military railgun as we talk our final thoughts on Transformers How'd you know about 2. that? That's classified. That's classified.
We're back. We're transforming from your hosts. Uh, just back into casual fans of Transformers, the franchise, the, In disguise. the movies. We talked the sequel. That's right. Revenge of the Fallen. This is Revenge of our podcast, guys. You know, uh, quickly to jump into these last thoughts here, I guess I'll kind of kick it off. Uh, Revenge of the Fallen sounds a lot like Revenge of the Sith, as you guys were saying. A lot of green screen oh, acting in those movies. Maybe George uh, Lucas was kind of breaking ground to maybe not what the trend should be, but what the trend was going to become. Um, this movie, what ground is it breaking? I don't know. Um, but I do think after watching two of these, and now that I know there's three left, Transformers, in my mind, is without a doubt the worst popular <laughs> franchise movie series. I would sure. rather watch both Fantastic Beasts than one <laughs> oh, Transformers film. Ooh, that's a, you know, I think when you Twilight, that's a hard Mike. one. I think Twilight would probably be an easier watch than this, but I've never seen Twilight, yeah. so that I can't. But if, they're shorter. What I've seen though, yeah, like if you look at Fast and the Furious, I'm excited for Fast Nine, and there's oh, eight yeah. of those things. Fast and Furious Star way Wars, better. It's a little iffy, but you know they got the classics. Marvel, you know, twenty movies, most of them are pretty good. Transformers is the definitive weakest of any of these. And yes. um, we got three more. <laughs> coming and I at think, you, uh, I mean. you know, oh God, popular, uh, you know, conception of the, of the Transformers series is that they somehow they all make decent amount of money, but nobody really likes them. They're kind of like the Nickelback of movies, right? Right. <laughs> Nickelback, yeah. well, a, a best, you know, a, a very well selling band, but nobody likes their music. So how do they so make money? Sure. You were you were comparing Colin, you know, Michael Bay to James Cameron, kind of want to do that. And maybe this is Michael Bay's strength. It's like he can just make something terrible that makes money. Like something that's the it's the biggest this film is the biggest waste of two hundred million dollars I've ever seen yeah. as far as coherence and structure. But it made like nearly a billion dollars. So yeah. Who oh, yeah. needs all that other crap if we're going to make our money anyway? Which is the studio's dream. We don't even need to make something good and we can make money. Let's go, Michael Bay. Right. You know? But and that's kind of the legacy of these, I think, in the end. And what's amazing is that he can get these movies made, but somehow they're all, they're all going to be like two and a half hours long. They're full of like uh, a bunch of, you know, crap that nobody cares music about. Music videos and stuff. <laughs> I'll cut to the military yeah. whenever I can. I've got those contacts. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, it's just amazing that people, you know, that these actually made so much money. <laughs> I don't think I will be, when I'm going to one day potentially have children or, you know, younglings around, nephews, nieces, this is not a franchise I will be sharing with them. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm so. I'm not going to watch this again myself after this. I will no, put no. these to rest. <laughs> After we're done. Yeah. Yeah, we might. Yeah, so that's my final yeah. thought. Like, I am ready to wash my hands of Transformers well, as we work through them. We're not Maybe even halfway there. As we said, it's still good. <laughs> we're not even halfway there. It doesn't there. matter. Doesn't Hopefully, we matter. can cross this new divide. Oh, my God, if only. <laughs> yes, and I just wanted to mention that just like the first movie, this movie ends the credit song. Who is it? It's Linkin Park. So, mm -hmm. thank right. you, Linkin Park. Uh we get some Green Day needle drops. Lots we of Green lot Day. Of yeah. Back Sunday is on the soundtrack. Yeah. Capital yeah. M-E. Yeah. So, sticking into my emo wheelhouse, you know. Definitely. Last one had the use. This one had Taking Back Sunday. I think I heard like three different Green Day songs. Um, very <laughs> of, of its time. Uh, Jacob, <laughs> you kind of just hit 
maybe the lasting legacy of these films. When I'm an adult, I might buy the soundtracks <laughs> to the first two Transformers sure. movies. At the very least, the the first one, the song from the first one, I think is still a pretty good Linkin Park track. Yeah. Yeah. What I've uh, done. Yeah, New Divide doesn't quite slap as no. hard, but this movie doesn't slap. And even by, either. you know, that's a decent song, but by the first Transformers, they were, Linkin Park was kind of already out of their era where they're like good uh, and they're yeah. kind of in their post good era. <laughs> and talking about things that I'm, I'm not going to miss, namely this franchise, I do get kind of, you know, a little bummed out when I hear some Linkin Park. And, you know, even thinking of the old songs, yeah. this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but then. You know, Chester tragically taking his own life. It's like, man, yeah, one step close to the edge maybe is not such a meme. You know, and I get kind of sad when I think <laughs> yeah. about the glory days of uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, and, they had you know, a lot of uh, little songs about depression yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, looking back, it's, you know, so Transformers might make you feel depressed. So, <laughs> probably avoid them, you know, if you're at yeah, risk. Yeah. yeah. But uh, all jokes aside, you know... Um, yeah, Lincoln Park has some good tracks. It at least reminds me. So that's one good side effect of right. Transformers. Is it kind of makes me think about that legacy, and you know, yeah, um, these movies have a lot some of good for uh, mental health coming out of that. Right, for sure. Some good two thousands alternative and pop punk and music. So check those soundtracks out for sure. You can get them on you know Soundwave. This is a young alternative blockbuster, Jacob. <laughs> this is this is this would be what you would pull out, and you'd be like, "Oh, youth alternative." <laughs> what, what does it say? Transformers? Absolutely. Transformers is the. No, I don't, I don't watch that. <laughs> it is the new metal franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily, easily, mm-hmm. easily. It didn't age well, but it was popular for a time. Transformers. No. There we go. Totally. That's my. I'm done. That's all I got for this one. <laughs> Um, for my final thoughts, I'll just say, you know, this movie, like I said, going into it, I could not tell you like a single thing about it. And after just finishing it literally earlier today, I could probably, you know, still not tell you very much about it because it kind of goes in one year and immediately (laughs) comes out, you know, once you've, once you've done watching it. Right. Uh, But, you know, there were some fun moments within this whole two and a half hours, maybe an hour of, of you know, stuff that I was interested in. So I can't give it generous. (laughs) Yeah. I can't give it, you know, too much, uh, you know, can't, can't knock it too much, but is this the worst transformers movie? Maybe we'll find out next week. Possibly. (laughs) We have to remember to do rankings. I am super sure. And let me ask you this real quick. So, you know, obviously when we did star Wars, we did, what do you think of the title? Right. Well, Revenge of the Fallen, right. Revenge of the Sith, obviously. Uh, Jacob, let me blow your mind here. The biggest quote that Optimus Prime has outside of Autobots Roll Out, Transformers in Disguise, all those dumb catchphrases. Mm-hmm. In the movie, when he finally, it's the first scene of the film, a huge battle. Both sides are coming together. He has to run all the way up a tower, kill, almost like he does in this, a ton of Decepticons, but it's in a lot more of a survival of the fittest sort of sense. Gets up to Megatron and says, finally, one shall rise, or one will stand, one will, fall. One will right. fall. You get this entire feeling. He says the quote in this movie, right when he confronts Megatron at the end. I will rise, you will fall. It's like a lot more action-y. You're almost, he's you just want to say, like, you're so close, <laughs> Michael Bay. You're so yeah. close. But this guy's name is The Fallen. <laughs> That's what you took. I hate it. Um, yeah, and he... If only they had a writer. He picked the wrong... 
Yeah. Well, they had Robert Orsi. You know, he does great work. So. He says you. Yeah. Our yeah. Favorite. Yeah. That's the other thing is, uh, I think Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orsi, everything they're attached to usually sucks. So they're kind of my uh, most hated enemy. Pariahs. Of <laughs> no. Imagine at this structure. point, guys in their fifties who must open a book that says "paint by number scripts" and just go, you know, where do we put the MacGuffin? Where do we put this? It's here's what I'll say. Final thoughts for me on this film. This is a movie that does not care about itself. And if Mike did not say that thing about it not having a script, you would guess that because the final scene of the movie is everything wraps up and then the credits hit and then it cuts back to a scene of him at college because they go, right, that was Shia LaBeouf's story, though, is that he does have to go to college. So we kind of do have to wrap that up, too. It's not interested in that. It's not interested in anything. It really is many vignettes where people arrive in really weird locations and look up and go, are you telling me this? And something that they're not seeing is going by the power of the all father. (laughs) Just like saying like the craziest thing that you could ever imagine. You get that energy in this movie. Um, I, I'm, I set it up top. I'm going to hold it in higher regard now because I do think there was someone there who was like, well, actually, the Transformer fans might enjoy if you did this. And Michael Bay, as much as he was saying shut up to that nerd as he was <laughs> like pushing him down, right. I cannot help but think some of it rubbed off on him. And when he went back, he was like, well, it would be kind of cool if we did this or if we did well, that. Well, and um, we see later, right? I don't know if he's done it yet, but he puts together like writer's rooms just to like fill out the lore yes. of the Transformers and the backstory. So yeah. I guess he cares a little and bit. Again, but I don't think there should be this emphasis on heavy lore. If you're not going to do that, I said it last week. I don't mean to be mean. Some things just aren't worth pretending that we're all going to be into them to make them more commercial commodities, sacrifices do have to be made. I don't think there's a huge weighty theme at the core of Transformers that makes it worth going, well, actually, we have to get all the characters right because Ironhide, I really see a lot of myself in him. <laughs> you know, like nobody is doing no. that. Nobody is making it with that intent. It, it just, it's never going to be that way of, well, but at its core, Captain America, he's just a kid from Brooklyn. That's somebody, that's something somebody can relate to. You know, that's something someone right. out there is going to be able to grab on to. Well, yeah. That's not what this is. These, none of these, none of the Autobots or Decepticons have really any character. Like Optimus Prime, his character is no. that he's the leader. Bumblebee has maybe the most yes. character and he's just like Sam's pet. The character is <laughs> that you interact with the yeah. humans. His pet, Jacob, that is perfect. And Bumblebee, you are, of course, the dog. Right. And it's like, I am? I mean, it's like, it just, but again, it would be one thing if we were cutting back and forth between, you know, the Decepticons planning something, the Autobots planning something, and them coming together. You never really get stuff like that. Josh Duhamel's entire role in this film is, actually, I'm the translator for the Autobots. So if you want to talk to them, you talk to me. And I always think of this thing, you know, of executives being like, we got to have a person to anchor on to. We got a person to be the character. Mike, a movie we watched growing up, Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within, a completely oh, wow, yeah. CG, 
made up, you know, not real movie, you could do that. You could have a whole movie where the only characters are Transformers. I promise you, you could do that. Mm -hmm. The budget would be crazy. It would. But you could figure it out somehow, even if it was just like three Transformers who were against each other or whatever, you know. But they could be characters. We're never going to get that with these movies. That is going to ultimately be the reason that they are not good, you know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen cars. They have character. Yeah. Just make them transform. <laughs> Do a CG. We're it's, done. Mike, it's, it's cars. It's cars. And we just fixed it. We actually thought we fixed it with Fast <laughs> and Furious last week. But this franchise is actually cars. And that is what Cars 5 should be about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, I do want to say final, uh, final thought about Fast and the Furious. Uh, Tyrese says in this, you know, if God made us an image... Uh, made us in his image what do you think made them kind of an ominous setup or whatever if tyrese after that <laughs> oh, yeah exactly a giant battery i would assume if he had right after that said anyways i gotta go see my family and then gotten in a ferrari and driven <laughs> off that would have made this movie that's what they should have done 10. because also by this yes. point like in 2009 aren't the fast and the furious they're starting to do like the I fast think he's making them five. he's at least yeah. done two well yeah, he was in least. too fast right. too furious uh and then he wasn't yeah. but i think four on is when they started doing like the connected universe like these yes. guys are all friends yeah they're all back yeah. all yeah. family so yeah, tie yeah, those down. Josh Hamill, if he comes in as the next one, he's like, <laughs> actually, that's Colonel Thunder, whatever, and he's fought Transformers, and that's all he said. I would be like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that the reason we didn't see John Cena is because he was on super secret blackout yes, clearance that's right. during the Bumblebee arc. But and yes, now he's back. To I think stop you Dom. know Bumblebee. Bumblebee was set in the '80s or whatever, so maybe that's Dom and John Cena's dad that looks exactly like John oh Cena. Oh my god. <laughs> And that's the reason he's not in their life anymore. I can't trust you behind a car, Dom. A car did a really weird thing to me one time. It was actually an alien from outer space. Damn. Damn. I think so we just solved it. Cars We're one hates cars. We made it. <laughs> we did it. Fast. What would it be? Trans. It would be. I can't figure out the name coming together. Transfurious. Fast in the former. Transfurious. Trans- I can see it now. Like Mike. there's a there's an import. Ooh, right. Um, there's a tra- an import <laughs> that turns into a transformer, yeah. and then Dom Absolutely. is like, I always preferred good old American muscle, and then he's got a fucking bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, I don't need none of that Cybertron. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes, yes, Mike. Tra- Transfurious, it comes in, there's an engine block behind it, and then slowly <laughs> the Autobot signal comes up to behind it, and it's all meshed together, whatever, coming 2023. Well, I got I'd the opening like, scene here, yes. too. It, it opens, yeah. you know, with Dom, you know, in the shop, the tow truck pulls up, you know, and it drops off this junker yellow Camaro <laughs> with a stripe on it, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Like, okay, let's let's go. Of course. We're off to the metaphorical races. So. A, a CG Bernie Mac is behind the wheel. He <laughs> says, um, you know, I ain't got no need for this car no more. Dom says, you got it, brother. Tyrese, when That's he sees right. one for the first time, he's like, I need a 10-second oh, robot. I've seen these things before. Oh, tra- <laughs> Transformers? That takes me back 10 years ago, 12 years ago when I was in the desert. I got a specialist. <laughs> Let me call him Josh Jamal show. <laughs> up throw the chicken oh my are gosh you kidding? are you kidding we just did guys, we just Trans make Furious. the greatest movie ever made it's it'll make here. five billion dollars internationally it's happening it's ours <laughs> no one can take it from us it doesn't matter that universal and dreamworks paramount are different companies we'll, we'll figure get it them out to come together if sony and marvel they like more yeah. than arguing it's yeah. making money if sony yeah, and disney can, can work together we'll get it yeah out. anything is possible 
Well, uh, that sounds a lot more interesting <laughs> than what we're going to be covering next week, which is Transformers Dark yes. of the Moon. Uh, please join That's us right. as, as we continue to torture ourselves. Uh, we hope you are suffering along. You better be. Be watching these yes. movies, Normies. Again, they are impossible to find right now. They are not on any <laughs> streaming service. I am out of pocket for these. Same. Yes. Three ninety nine each on Amazon <laughs> Prime. It's, it's rough out here. <laughs> It's paying $4 to watch a movie that is terrible and waste two hours of my time. It's great. I love yeah. it. Two hours 40. <laughs> and it don't just understand. goes to Michael Bay getting cocaine. <laughs> it all, it, that money goes straight to his drug I'm glad dealer, I could help Jacob. him out. It goes to his account. Yeah. <laughs> Direct deposit. Amazon payout. Um, all right. Yep. I think that's going to do it. We did it. Let's roll out. Normies, <laughs> what you're going to want to do instead of that is, of course, hit up our social media at normies underscore like underscore us. Let us know. Say, hey, I'm following along Transform A. I loved it. I had those things too. Uh, you know, the combiners were the coolest. Why didn't my toy have balls? We don't know. But we, <laughs> we do want to hear from you. And, uh, you know, you can always let us know suggestion-wise what other stuff you want us to cover when we get out of this. we got other stuff coming up, other cool things we're going to cover. Yeah. And it's going to be a um, hopefully a good time. I mean, we'll, we'll have fun talking about these as we do. They might not be the the greatest uh, films of all time, but we're going to have a good time chatting and uh, bringing you yeah. these episodes. So, yeah, I know when Mojo shows up that I'm going to be like, uh, my two buddies later, I get to talk about this little chihuahua that we all love. I'm going to be on chicken watch for the rest of these, these films. Yes. So. Yeah. Of course. If Mojo isn't in the next movie, uh, we riot. Right. And we know that wheelie yes. does. He is in pretty much all of the rest of them. Is he? Yes. So, we have That's that amazing. Yes. <laughs> Get ready. I hope he humps someone's Big leg. character, Tom Kenny. That's right. SpongeBob. That's right. So, yeah, buckle up. All right. Car metaphor. Buckle up. <laughs> Let's roll. roll. Give me your face. Let's roll. All right. With your host, uh, I'll just go out of order. Mike Flap. This is Jake Demis Prime. Give me your face. Ooh, Decepticon, and I gotta fight this prime right here. Hi-ya! You picked the wrong planet. <laughs> oh no, Jacob decapitated me. <laughs> I rise. <laughs> Bye, Normies. Bye. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my men if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.